Wouldn't it be awesome if there was a song that you could play every time that you were going through something really difficult, you were just bumming out, and it would make everything all right, or at least it would make you feel like everything was going to be all right? I remember discovering a song like that my freshman year of college. You know, my, my first semester, I had way too much fun. And uh, I found myself at the end of the semester, my grades were in the toilet. I had a run-in with the law, not a good run-in, if you know what I'm saying. And I, I found myself in a place where I realized as soon as my parents found out about everything, there was no way I was coming back for a second semester. And I remember uh, just before I was going to have to face my parents, I, I found this Bob Marley CD and uh, that song, Three Little Birds. I remember playing it on repeat. And the part of, of the song that I just over and over and over again was latching onto was, don't worry about a thing because every little thing's going to be all right. And I just remember thinking, if I play this song enough times, maybe every little thing is going to be all right. Now, maybe you have a a go-to song or a go-to playlist. I want to give you a go-to psalm that you can use when you're facing times of trouble. It is the most famous of all the 150 psalms. It's Psalm 23. And it goes like this. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, King David, who is the writer of this psalm, up to this point, in the previous psalms, he has described God as my king, my shield, my rock, my fortress, holy one, and Lord most high. And all of these images kind of conjure up this idea of God's power and God's holiness. And here in Psalm 23, David chooses to describe God as his shepherd. Now, for us, we think, man, that's that's so cool because we think about Jesus as shepherd. We remember the shepherds that were there for Jesus's birth. But to David's original hearers of this psalm, what they would have heard when they heard shepherd is, man, the shepherd was the lowliest of all the professions. If you couldn't do anything else, you would be a shepherd. So why in the world is David choosing to describe God as shepherd? Well, we have to remember that David, before he was king, when he was a little boy, he was a shepherd. He tended his father's sheep. And what David knew about being a shepherd is how important a shepherd was to his sheep. Uh, David knew that a sheep, they were, they were lost without the shepherd. And the shepherd intimately knew their sheep and cared for their sheep. And so David writes, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Now, you might hear this and think, man, that, that's wild. What does he mean he lacks nothing? I mean, maybe it's because he was the king of Israel and he had access to all this wealth and all these resources. But the reality is this, David lacked all kinds of things. I mean, he had all kinds of pressures and challenges and problems. And as we read through the previous 22 Psalms, we see David lacking all over the place. So how in the world is is David here declaring, I lack nothing? How is he saying, every little thing's gonna be all right? Well, we're gonna find out exactly how David is lacking nothing. So verses two and three, He says, 
He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes, or other translations, he restores my soul. Now, in case you haven't been around sheep in a little while, you need to know that sheep don't just lie down very easily. In fact, sheep have to have all the conditions just right before they're willing to lie down. They have to be free from hunger. They have to be free from danger. They have to be free from any sort of stress. And the other thing about sheep is they will not drink from moving water. It's too scary. It's too threatening for them. So um, the, the job of the shepherd is to, to, to make sure that the conditions are right for the sheep so that the sheep can be comfortable and they can lay down. And also to make sure that they lead them to quiet water. And if there is no quiet water, if, if the water is all moving, the shepherd's job is to make a dam to create that quiet water for the sheep. Now, I just have to wonder, you know, of all those sheep, I wonder how many of them really are appreciating all the work that the shepherd does on their behalf. I mean, if I was a sheep, I'm just kind of wandering along. I'm following the next sheep and, oh, great, here we are at this nice green pasture. Oh, wow, here we are at this nice, calm, quiet water where I can drink. And and I just, you know, I think about this in my relationship with God, and maybe you can relate to this, because maybe you don't fully appreciate, like, like I don't, how much God is working in your life. I mean, sometimes it's so hard to see how God is working, how God is moving. And there's a powerful truth that we have to remember, no matter if if we're in the midst of a, a great season of life or if it's really challenging. Here's the truth. God is at work even when we don't realize it. God is at work even when you don't realize it. And this truth is so important. I I want us to take a minute just to hit the pause button. And I want us to just be able to to fully appreciate what God is doing in our lives, especially when we don't see it or or feel it. So um, many of you are familiar with the song Waymaker. It's a, it's a powerful, powerful song that expresses this truth. And so Tara and Matt are going to lead us in this song. And um, one of the lines in here I love is, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. So uh, if you like to sing, go ahead and sing this song out. And if not, I just want you to lean in and receive the truth of this song. I'll be back with you in just a second. Well, King David continues in this song, the second half of verse three. He says, the Lord, my shepherd, he guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Now, you got to remember, David is in the Middle East. Now, the Middle East is a a very difficult climate and it's a difficult, challenging terrain. You don't just have green pastures everywhere. You don't just find still waters all over the place. And so, One of the things that the shepherd has to do is the shepherd has to guide the sheep from place to place to find that next green pasture, that next watering hole where the sheep can drink. And so the shepherd often in the Middle East will have to lead the sheep down a difficult path. And you better believe that those sheep aren't very happy to be on that difficult path. But the reality is, and how true is this for us, 
God often leads us down paths that are difficult, that are uncomfortable, in order to take us to those green pastures and quiet waters. Because the truth is, the right paths are rarely the easiest ones. Isn't that true? I know uh, for me, uh, I, I love hiking. And so uh, my wife, Becky, and I, uh, we, we go on these hiking trips and, um, and we drag our kids along much to their dismay. And uh, I, when I go on a hike, I don't want to do that easy path, you know, through the forest. I want to do that path that's going up the mountain. That's what I want. I'm, I'm looking for that view. I'm, I'm looking for a challenge. I, I want to have something that I feel like I accomplished something at the end of the day. The right paths are rarely the easiest ones. So I want to ask you, what path is God leading you down? Because I'm sure it's not the easiest path. As a church, God is leading us down a path right now of racial justice and racial equity. And um, Brian talked about how we are kicking off these Be the Bridge groups, not this week, but next week. So as a staff, we've actually been going through that study for a couple of weeks now. And I got to tell you, it is definitely the right path, but man, is it challenging. I know just for me, um, Be the Bridge has required a tremendous amount of self-examination. It's required humility. And, and it's really forced me to wrestle with, with my privilege as a white male and, and, and caused me to look at some of the things that I've learned and I've been taught and to, and to really look at those with fresh eyes. So it's been tough, but man, has it been good. So I just want to encourage you, if, if you are looking to grow, you're looking to stretch, you're looking to learn, um, you got to jump in on this. If you're already in a group, please talk to your group leader. If you're not, go to trygrace.org slash groups, and we'd love to get you signed up. So um, David continues in verse four. This may be the most popular of all the verses of this psalm. He says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, or you might have heard it this way, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, David faced many, many valleys in his life. Just looking back on the previous 22 Psalms, in Psalm 3, David's son Absalom turns against him. In Psalm 6, David becomes really sick. And man, 3,000 years ago, when you got sick, you never knew if you were going to make it. In Psalm 10, David's enemies are rising against him. And in Psalm 22, King David is such a mess. He's crying out to God and he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So David walked through many valleys in his life. And, and I'm sure that you can relate because we all find ourselves in some sort of a valley right now, don't we? I mean, maybe you're in a financial valley or maybe it's a relationship valley that you're in. Or maybe your valley is one of stress or loneliness. Uh, maybe it's a valley of anxiety or maybe your valley is just sheer exhaustion from everything that's going on. But what I want you to get here is the power of this song that King David has written. 
What he's saying is, even though I walk through this valley, I will fear no evil. Now, why is he saying that? How can he be at that place where even though he's in the valley, he's saying every little thing is going to be all right? Well, here's why. He's saying, because God, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. See, um, the, the rod of a shepherd was a short club-like wooden instrument that would be used to fend off wild animals. It signified God's protection. And the club was a much thinner stick, but it was used to guide the sheep. And so we have the rod that represents God's protection, and we have the staff that represents God's guidance. And so what David is saying here is, the reason I lack nothing, the reason I will not fear, even though I'm in the valley, is because God is with me, he is protecting me, and he is guiding me. It's a powerful, powerful truth. And I remember uh, just, a, just a few weeks ago, uh, just hearing uh, this powerful truth in, in a little bit of a different way. I was watching uh, a, a video devotional, and the woman on there was, was sharing this, this point where she said, you know, we don't always get what we want. In fact, sometimes we don't even get what we think we need. But she said, but here's the deal. Even though there's many things that we don't get, we get God. And I don't know if, if you've had a moment where someone said something and it was so basic, it was so fundamental, but it was so true. And it was just so profound in that moment. But for me, when I heard that, I just said, oh my goodness, how much have I been taking God for granted in my life? Here I am focused on all the things that, that I can't get or the things that I'm worrying about. And I get God, the maker of heaven and earth, the one who knows me, the one who loves me. I get God, full access to God, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. His spirit is in me. I get God. You know, that's what King David is declaring here. He's saying, even though I walk through this valley, the reason I can say I don't fear, the reason I can say that I lack nothing is because I get God. I just want to remind you, no matter what you're facing right now, you get God. You get access to the God of the universe. He is with you. He is for you. He knows what you're facing right now. And here's what I want to ask you. Are you staying close to him? See, just like sheep, we have a tendency to wander from the shepherd, don't we? I know I certainly do. I mean, you know, one minute I find myself in this great green pasture and then the next minute I'm looking and I'm saying, man, it's a lot greener over there. And I start to wander. I, I love making my own decisions. I love going my own way. And before I know it, I, I am a mess and I'm finding myself in need of a shepherd, in need of his protection and his guidance and just his being with me. So I wanna encourage you, are you staying close to the shepherd? Are you taking time 
to hear his voice? Are you making time to stay in his word? Are you taking time to, to talk to him and, and keep that relationship going with him? I want to just share with you a couple of just really practical things that you can do to, to stay in tune with the shepherd. I know many of you are, are doing these things, but if you're not, I just want to encourage you. If you have not downloaded the Grace Community Church app, you've got to do it. We have this daily devotional called Daily Grace, Monday through Friday, and it's about two to three minutes. It's an incredible way to just stay in tune with God, your shepherd, to be able to be reminded of his presence and his goodness and his promises. And if you're not in a community group, I cannot encourage you enough. Because if you're like me, and maybe at times you lack discipline, you lack motivation, being in a group is amazing because it's this, it's this midweek opportunity to be able to reconnect with God, no matter what your week has looked like. It's just, it's just an incredible way to be able to make sure that you are staying close to your shepherd. Now, staying close is how David was able to declare, though he was in the valley, I lack nothing. I will not fear. Every little thing is going to be all right. So I want to to give you a, a few minutes right now to make this same declaration that King David made, that it is well with me, no matter what you're facing right now. So I, I want us to, to just take a moment to, to sing this song, or if you're not a big singer, just, just go ahead and just let these words wash over you and, and just pour into your soul. One of the lines in this song is, through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. Through it all, through it all, it is well. So let's take a minute to receive the truth of this song And then I'll be back to close us out. You know, one of the reasons that this psalm is so popular is because in this psalm, we actually see Jesus Christ. In fact, Jesus says in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 14 and 15, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Here's what I want you to remember today. Jesus knows you and he loves you so much that he came to this earth to lay down his life for you, to show you that there's nothing that he wouldn't do for you. You know, when King David declares that God is his shepherd, he's also declaring something about himself. He's calling himself a sheep in need of a shepherd. And I just want to encourage you, if you have never trusted Jesus, if you're at a place where where you're recognizing your need for God, you're a sheep without a shepherd, I cannot encourage you enough to, to take that step and put your trust in Jesus Christ. He is your shepherd who will lead you through the darkest valleys to green pastures and quiet waters. Just right now, just... Just commit your life to him. He will never lead you astray. He will never lead you wrong. Uh, maybe um, you, you have, can relate to a sheep that has gone astray. 
And, you know, you put your faith, you, you committed to Jesus years ago, but you're realizing, man, Jesus, I, I need to recommit myself to you. I, I need to draw near to you as my shepherd. I just want to encourage you, recommit your life to him right now. Let me pray for us. Jesus, we thank you that you are our shepherd who loves us. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your protection. We thank you that you do lead us through the darkest valleys back to green pastures and quiet waters. Lord, help us to stay close to you. In Christ's name, amen.